Welcome to another episode of Around the Table with Powerful Women. I'm Wendy Love Edge. I'm Joy Caffrey. And I'm Christy Daniels. And today our guest is Kimberly Stevens. Kimberly is a licensed professional counselor with many certifications, and she works uh, significantly with uh, trauma victims who are recovering. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So um, I met you actually here in Fayetteville mm-hmm. at a film um, that was about psychedelics and uh, PTSD, mm-hmm. and um, I, I never forgot that meeting. Me neither. <laughs> it's, it's interesting how sometimes you meet someone and you just feel that soul connection, you know? So, and then uh, you told me about a technique that you used called mm-hmm. brain spotting. So maybe you can tell us a little bit about that. Sure. Um, it is an experiential technique. A lot of techniques that therapists used to use on trauma were more cognitive, and this one goes more into the subconscious part of the brain. And it's kind of a, a combination of targeted uh, meditation and mindfulness. And it helps the client to get deeper into their brain and actually process out the trauma instead of just talking about it and re-traumatizing yourself over and over and over again, but not really relieving any of that stress. Yeah. Right. Um, and it definitely worked effectively with me. I actually mm-hmm. came to see you mm-hmm. as part of getting ready mm-hmm. for uh, my other show mm-hmm. that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I just couldn't believe how much of the emotion came out of me. Um, that stimulating the limbic system mm-hmm. just kind of opened me up. Um, and then I know that other clients that I've sent to see you will tell me that they didn't even talk about what mm-hmm. was bothering them. That's the beauty of it. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And all of this emotion just came out, and they, mm-hmm. over the next several weeks, they, they noticed that they were feeling better and more balanced. And there are so many cool things about brain spotting. One is that it meets the client where they're at. It's very flexible, and it, there's a, a, a theory that the body knows what it needs to do to heal. Not me, mm-hmm. uh, not my brain, not my certifications, but it's the body. And so it really helps the client learn how to listen to their body and trust that their body knows what it needs to do to heal. And so I really like it in that respect, but also... Even after the client leaves my office, a lot of times the majority of the healing comes after they leave my office Mm -hmm. because their brain and their body continue Mm -hmm. to process the material that comes up while they're with me Mm -hmm. in the office. Right. Mm -hmm. So you have lots of other certifications, Mm -hmm. and I wanted to back up a little bit and have you explain how you came to this work. Sure. Um, I actually have kind of a unique story. My undergrad was in fashion photography. I majored in fashion photography and um, minored in graphic design. Um, And after I graduated, I had no money. So I moved back in with my parents and got a job at Walmart and worked on the trend communications team in product development and absolutely hated it. (laughs) So um, on paper, it looked perfect and I I would have made a great career but it did not feel right in my heart Mm -hmm. and um, I was miserable so I wound up going to a therapist uh, here in Fayetteville and in that process I had this light bulb moment of I think I want your job and so um, I went back to school here at the U of A and I got my master's in counseling and then started out um, just working with children and adolescents I had a very unique experience in the crisis class where a doc student came in and role-played a parent who had left his child locked in a car and the child died. 
And that was our final exam. And I thought to myself, I don't ever want to be in front of that situation. I'm just going to work with children and adolescents. Um, But I I feel like I was destined to come to trauma. Even though that was definitely trauma, I wound up picking my uh, practicum and internship site at a subacute facility for children and adolescents. Mm -hmm. So suicidal and homicidal children who would stay with us for about three months at a time. And so that's where I got my, my foundation. Mm-hmm. And then um, I got burnt out there and then thought I was going to go and, and become a teacher. And then someone asked me if I wanted to start up a private practice. And so I decided I might as well try it. I went to school for several years, give it a shot. And so I started working with adults. And that's when I discovered working with adults with trauma. And it's been... People say, how do you do it? How do you do what you do? That's got to be so hard hearing those stories. And that part of it is hard, but actually getting to see someone heal and grow in front of your eyes, there, there's no other job like that. It's the coolest job. You, you ladies all know. Yes. Um, and so it's just been an incredible journey mm-hmm. and continues to be. And that journey, um, while it's difficult with what you described, how how does it line up with your own life experiences? And <laughs> um, we all get where we are for a reason. Right. Yes, right. Right. So how did you right. how did you arrive there? So it's it's funny that you asked yeah. that. My mom said she always had this idea that I was going to be a therapist. I've always had yeah. that kind yeah. of soul. Um, but I have had uh, trauma from an early age. I have a lot of sexual trauma in my background. Some that I did not realize until I became a therapist that it was trauma. Mm -hmm. And some I didn't even realize until just a couple of years ago. It's kind of a work in progress. Mm -hmm. And so I think one of the reasons why I'm led to want to work with clients who are dealing with trauma is because I can hold space for them in a way that people who have not experienced the the trauma, but also the healing process of right. trauma and having faith in the mm-hmm. things sometimes getting much worse, much scarier before they get better. Mm-hmm. Um, having someone that they can trust kind of knows how to walk you through that. I, I don't necessarily have a formula, this is how we do it, but I kind of have a feel for, yeah, sometimes we need to go really, really deep in there and it's going to be scary for a while. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that someone who hasn't been through that can hold that type of space. Right, and we've we've talked about that at length. Having a a peer can be much more healing than a professional who has a long list of degrees. Right. Um, Although the degrees and certifications certainly can help, I'm not discounting Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. But the stories that are Mm -hmm. inside of us that can be so um, hard to tell, even shameful Mm -hmm. to tell, when you're talking with someone who really understands. It makes a huge difference in the Oh, yeah. Family. I just saw a beautiful documentary on that called Healing Voices. Ooh. And it's about people. And it's called Healing Voices, not Hearing Voices. Healing Voices. <laughs> healing Voices for those that hear voices. Mm-hmm. But the documentary is about them starting a peer support group mm-hmm. with those that can mm-hmm. understand what they're going through and be able to hold that space as someone's going through an incident or an episode. Oh, yeah. And, well, like, and there's actually mm-hmm. a lot of research out there that shows there's not one trauma modality that's better than the other it all has to do on the relationship that if you don't have that relationship there I don't care how skilled you are and whatever technique you've been trained in Mm -hmm. the 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 client's not going to be able to go there I actually think that's true for 
all of medicine, like if you don't trust the caregiver, sure. you're going to reject the medicine, whether the medicine is therapy or... Uh-huh. or, or and that can or, be on a conscious mm-hmm, level or, or, take. Right. or an unconscious level. Right, yeah. yeah absolutely. So trauma is really reached epidemic proportions in this country, Agreed. may probably pandemic proportions mm-hmm. in the world, and really is they're finding is the root of a lot of illness. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts about that? I, I totally agree. Um, the more that I talk to people about trauma, or so I, I had some person come in and say, um, my wife sent me here because she thinks I'm traumatized. Can you tell me if I'm traumatized or not? And I say, we all are to a certain <laughs> extent. I mean, even if you just think about the birth process, process right. that's yeah. pretty traumatizing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's how it affects our nervous system, and I think the Western approach, the more medical approach, tries to pathologize it. But if you look at it more from just a survival standpoint, it's just our nervous system trying to survive really difficult things, mm-hmm. and it gets stuck in what I call trauma time, and it mm-hmm. thinks that it needs to continue to operate at that level to mm-hmm. survive, and it makes sense if it's operating at that level, you're going to have all sorts of issues mm-hmm. that don't seem... Related to mental health, um, but really are. Um, the majority of my clients struggling with trauma, the common symptoms that I hear of are GI issues, um, migraines, back pain, leg pain. I mean, a lot of it is more physical symptoms, but I could tell by a list of symptoms whether or not that person's been through a considerable amount of trauma. Mm-hmm. And they're surprised that once we start getting into this work, that they start to notice the the pain lightening or even going away sometimes. It's really common first session of brain spotting for a client to say, I have been holding on to this knot for years and it just vanished. Yeah, I want to hear more about the brain spotting technique. Like, uh-huh. are, are you guiding them through something or is there equipment that you use or what's the Not necessarily. So all of us brain spot without knowing it. Have and you ever found... Your, means, yeah. So have you ever found yourself kind of lost in a thought, you've got a tight gaze on something, but you're not really focused on it and you right. are deep in processing in your brain? Right. That's what we call gaze spotting. So with brain spotting, we help clients to find the, the uh, way that your eye is directed that is connected to where the traumatic material is located. Oh, and really so, the, yes, so yeah. the therapist will mm-hmm. talk you through, let, let's say you want to focus on a, a previous single event trauma. What you would do is you would talk about what happened in that event so much so that it'll come alive in the body. And some of my clients don't even want to share that with me. So I'll ask them if it feels safe to close their eyes and just visualize it Mm -hmm. enough to get it alive in the body. And once they can feel that, and sometimes the whole thing is that the client realizes, I'm not even in touch with my body. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. even notice anything going on in my body. And so sometimes it can take a little while to get in tune with that. But Mm -hmm. once we get the body alive then I can talk them through how to find the strongest brain spot. Mm -hmm. And that will actually make the sensation even more intense. And sometimes there's not (laughs) even... It's easy for me to give give rise to when I... I, Having had a trauma background, it's Uh easy for me to give rise to those feelings. Sure. Mm -hmm. Sure. And and sometimes it will be more in um, somatic uh, symptoms. You might notice that your heart race is there or that you just start crying. And there's not even memories connected with it and other times it will be that you almost feel numb in your body but you're seeing it play through like a movie in your mind's eye Mm -hmm. and so the the body knows exactly what it needs to do to heal Mm -hmm. if if we cut our arm 
we can clean it and bandage it, but we don't have to consciously think about stitching it back together. The brain spotting puts it in a space that just naturally allows it to heal itself. And so a lot of times what will happen is whatever we open with the the trauma that will play out and a lot of times traumas even before that will start to come up Mm -hmm. and it'll help to show you how everything is connected and how they're Mm -hmm. getting enmeshed with one another and it will start to process that out and the brain spotting really with the mindfulness component it helps you to stay in touch with your body Mm -hmm. so that you can process it in a different way than you did when you were caught in fight flight freeze Mm -hmm. mode and, and so that energy doesn't stay trapped in your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing, the results. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think it's really si- similar to yeah. experience people have with psychedelics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The trick is, is, with psychedelics, I mean, you're on that bus and it's going. You can't get off of it. It takes all of your, your ego defenses down. With brain spotting, it's more flexible. And so if, if you don't feel safe, you're not going to let that, that guard you down. You can so, meter it out in the, what's right, right for your body. Right, yeah. But once you get a feel for that, I've seen clients go just as deep, sometimes even deeper than they've been able to with psychedelics. Mm-hmm. Right, because mm-hmm. they kind of open that door. Mm-hmm. 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 I wanted to ask you just to shift gears a little bit about the the spiritual component, mm-hmm. because I know that you're very spirit-driven, mm-hmm. and I know that's an area of, um, for all of us, actually, <laughs> um, and so I, I wondered if you could talk about that a little bit, how that in, is incorporated into your treatments or your thought process when you're helping people. I don't even know how to do it without, it is so, uh, people ask me all the time uh, if I could do this work um, with them on Skype and Zoom, and I... The way that I work, it's so energy and spirit-led. I really need to be present mm-hmm. with a client. Um, I'll have clients call me in, in crisis, and I, I have this disconnect on the phone because I don't have them with me. But I, I feel I feel like I would not be able to do what I do without that um, guidance. And um, mm-hmm. not everyone who does brain spotting uses it in that way Mm -hmm. um you kind of integrate your own approach in with the brain spotting but i feel like it works Mm -hmm. right perfectly i I used to think that in my healing work that i wouldn't be able to do i do energy healing work and i that i wouldn't be able to do it without the presence of the person Uh uh-huh right and then i learned tuning into their voice the vibration of their voice helped get me really and then over time so then i would do telephone sessions and just in the last year i can't even imagine well i want i just want to offer it as a seed planting yeah because i'm I'm sure that people all (laughs) over the world could use you and now you can connect with people all over the world Mm -hmm. so just in the last year i started doing virtual conferencing and it it was weird at first but luckily i had a client that really was insistent really wow and i i had a shift to be able to create that and i just want to plant that seed you have yeah i'm intrigued an experience um kind of like that that like i um let's see this is probably maybe i don't know 15 20 years ago um i was working at my corporate job and it was virtual so none mm-hmm. of the people were in front of me, but I needed to kind of like sense the body language. I needed yeah. to see them, so it kind of helped me refine, you know, trying to listen through the, you know, the the nuances in their, right, voice, in their voice, the spaces yeah. between. And so now I I do most of my work on Zoom, and about fifteen minutes before I just tune in and I start like feeling their sensations. I mm-hmm. kind of align and attune with like wow. where they are, right. and it's it's just it's a 
you know, an energetic kind of Yeah, we can process. connect. We're all connected yeah. and uh-huh. we can create that yeah. connection. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. one of my questions, though, um, that I think we wanted to, fo- or, you know, bring in here was you're faced, you know, you hear all these stories, all these mm-hmm. stories of trauma. Mm-hmm. And you see the beauty of people coming out of that and resolving and coming to peace within their nervous systems. Um, how do you, as a therapist, how do you do your own self-care and how do you it is so important and Mm -hmm. what's that like so I use a metaphor when I describe this it's funny I had a session right before I came here and um it was with a counseling student and I was talking with her about this metaphor um that when you do this work in any helping profession what you want to do is fill your teacup up so much that it spills Mm -hmm. out into your saucer Mm -hmm. and that when you Mm -hmm. give to others that you give from your saucer and not from your teacup Mm -hmm. and um everyone can fill their teacup up in different ways and it takes different modalities at different phases of life. Um, and I have three small kids, um, and, uh, I, I work a lot of, of hours. And so what I have found fills up my teacup is the miracle morning. Are you familiar mm, with I it? I a little bit about mm, it. Yeah. About that. You, yeah. you wake up an hour before you normally do and you do, um, six components, which is meditation, affirmations, visualization, exercise, reading, and journaling. Um, and you do all of that before anyone else wakes up and with fresh eyes and it just really helps to center, um, and, just it changes the trajectory of my entire day, and mm-hmm. I, I get up at four thirty every morning to do it. And people mm-hmm. say, "Aren't you so tired?" And I've noticed that I'm actually more tired if I don't mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you really fill yourself up before you even start your day, before yeah. the kids yeah. are out. Yeah, <laughs> if hopefully. I well, yeah. I have one who tends to come out. And, yeah, mommy, what are you doing? Yeah. you know. But yes, yeah. it's mm-hmm. challenging as a woman with juggling all these things. I've you know, I'm definitely a feminist, but I always say we didn't really do ourselves any big favors. We didn't uh, stop any of our tasks. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. added a lot of tasks, mm-hmm. working yeah. and, you know, uh, doing lots of things that we maybe women in earlier years couldn't do, but we still are taking care of the children and mm-hmm. the home and everything else. And I definitely lean on my husband for that. So my husband isn't working right now, and so he's kind of taken the the stay-at-home dad approach, and so he definitely helps pull the weight of the laundry and cooking Mm -hmm. and cleaning and and that, and I could not do what I do without that Mm -hmm. help. Um, But, you know, at the end of the day, I'm still mom, and sometimes Mm -hmm. kids want mom. I've got Mm four-year-old twins and a six-year-old, so they, you know, need Mm -hmm. quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And after a really long day, I mean, my average day is probably about eight clients. And so after that, and then going straight from that mode to mom mode, you know, sometimes it can can be tricky. Mm -hmm. But that's that's why the Miracle Morning is so important to me. Mm -hmm. And then also doing... My own healing. I, my clients would tell you I'm very upfront and honest that I am by no means perfect. I am a work in progress. Um, I'm still impacted by my traumas and continuing to, to try to work and develop. And I think that that work also helps me. Mm-hmm. Right. Definitely. I think um, coming to you, you know, we met at the film, but then I came to you really as a client. Mm-hmm. To, and... Right away, I felt this sense of uh, not being judged. I felt like I could openly talk about the, my traumas mm-hmm. and or not. And it was just very comfortable and welcoming. Mm-hmm. And it's that 
being trauma informed. Uh-huh. Number That's one. Crucial. I don't know that I have had ever been to a trauma informed therapist, mm. and that's a real issue yeah, in can, our community. Can, and, and I'm so glad you brought that up. So could you speak to that a little bit? About sure. What a person who's going to someone for help could look for. It's really tricky. Um, I think there are a lot of therapists out there who would claim to be trauma-informed just by, you know, reading The Body Keeps the Score, which I think is a really good book and a good start. Um, but... There, there is no governing body around the word trauma-informed. And so a lot of times if I have someone um, who's out of state ask me for a trauma-informed therapist, I will look for certain methods and modalities where you would have to understand trauma in order to use that modality, like somatic experiencing, the brain spotting, um, sensory motor psychotherapy. Um, that would be really nice. I'd like to... Um create a list that we could all share with our respective clients as a resource. Sure. I, I created a list a long time ago on like 21 questions to ask an energy healer before choosing an energy healer. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to share that with all of you and then translate it. It would be a different list for a trauma-informed trauma, Yeah, mm-hmm. But I would love to create a list of how to select mm-hmm. a trauma-informed Because I think caregiver. sometimes, um, you know, I've been to therapists that I, I made the assumption they were trauma-informed because mm-hmm. they're doing, you know, yeah. EFT or mm-hmm. any of those, NLP, whatever. So you I made that assumption. Mm-hmm. And then as I saw them just a couple of times, some of the things that they said that really re-injured me or triggered yeah. trauma. Oh, they can yeah. add another layer of trauma on mm-hmm. there, unfortunately. Yeah. Right. Um, so I think it is really important, and the list, you know, for this area would be great. I'd mm-hmm. love to. I'll, yes. I'll commit to... Getting together, creating a springboard. That so is, each it's a good segue. That's yeah. my my passion. I mm-hmm. want to bring more trauma informed healing to the area. Yeah. I've noticed that there are not as many resources as some of the larger mm-hmm. cities. Um, I think you were the one who sent me the research article that says Arkansas has the highest rate of ACE scores. Is that right? I think Which so. Which is adverse childhood yeah. experiences. Yeah. Yes. And we have the least amount of resources. Mm-hmm. And so my career goal is I'm in the very beginning yeah. process, but I want to create a trauma clinic so that mm-hmm. people can come to us and we can say these are the different options that we provide and you know that anyone that you choose here is trauma-informed so that you don't have to. mm -hmm. But I I love that what these Around the Table discussions are offering is um, both the brainstorming and planting seeds but also Uh the impetus to, oh, I want to see that happen. Now I know the resources Mm -hmm. to go to Mm -hmm. to create that kind of a list. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. It's really exciting what you're doing. Yeah, Yeah. 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 I'd love to see a trauma clinic. We are getting close. Mm-hmm. We've I know we've talked about um, the possibility of like um, having like the library acquire um, like paper tigers mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. know so that we could help create like a trauma informed community. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that that would be would amazing. Be really interesting to be mm-hmm. able to kind of work work together, together for that. Yeah. I you want to describe what that is for anyone? Yeah. Viewers? So yeah. Um, so my awareness of this is. Um, Walla Walla, Washington, um, and so they decided to come together as a community and in, and um, play with this concept of the ACEs um, study and then apply it to um, their population of school, um, like a, I think it was their high school, and um, so their whole community, you know, all the parents, all of their community began educating themselves to better understand it. The, the teachers and the principals began to respond differently mm-hmm. with the problems that would show up. And rather than doing, you know, 
discipline, they were interpreting it as what has happened here, mm-hmm. what kind of resources can we connect yes. the kids with. And um, and they made a movie. The, the documentary Paper Tigers is just that, that movie that documents their process and how you might become a trauma-informed community. Mm-hmm. And um, they've got just all sorts of resources, um, like little uh, resiliency cards and, you know, just... It's it's a really um, cool thing, and, mm-hmm. and in doing you know some of these reading reading and just kind of educating myself, you know I see so much of just everyday life people who are traumatized, right? Mm-hmm. Or they have these events that they can't let go of, mm-hmm. and they might not qualify f- for trauma, but it seems like that's what's playing out, mm-hmm. you know, in their yeah. lives. Um, one of the uh, and I, I'm also a member of B-School, and one of uh, the other B-Schoolers just wrote a book called Patriarchy Stress Disorder. So she's, like, named this body of experiences, and she's, like, completely set aside, okay, this is trauma. She's like, but this, these things that we're all experiencing. Um, and so I just feel like uh, it can help us as just humans let ourselves off the hook mm-hmm. for feeling that there's something wrong with us uh-huh. and just understanding, you know, being more compassionate with sure. ourselves and with each other mm-hmm. in terms of like, oh, what happened, you know, mm-hmm. to you and what are the resources that we can use to kind of like get more in touch with that aliveness in ourselves. Oh, sure. Yeah. More life force flow mm-hmm. through. I, I can't tell you how many times, um, generally how after the intake, my first session with a client, I will go through the neuroscience of trauma and I can't tell you how many light bulbs I've seen go off mm-hmm. in my office before I even use right. any of the trauma techniques, just yeah. giving them the information and helping them to see your body's responding exact the way, exactly the way it should, given everything that you've been right. through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I want to back us up just a oh. little bit more once again, because we have, I want to be having a broad audience listening. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned that Arkansas has one of the higher ACEs scores. So I want to just even tell people what the ACEs score is. So either one of you... Go through that acronym and yeah, I mean it's adverse childhood experiences mm-hmm. and You're right. Kaiser Permanente and um, the CDC went together and did a study of these adults that were they all had insurance so they were a certain you I think know, there was seventeen thousand so adverse, I just want to yeah. say, so it's a adverse large childhood experience, experience just yeah. so that people can mm-hmm. hear what we're saying yeah, yeah. Okay. and so that through through mm-hmm. that through that study they found that it's a predictor the number of adverse childhood experiences you have and there's a survey we probably could link that up. Right, that would be a good idea. um, um, That you can, like a self-survey you can take, mm -hmm. and it exponentially can predict um, physiological Mm -hmm. challenges, heart disease, Mm -hmm. um, smoking, cancer, things like that. Addiction. Addiction. I want to point out, too, Dr. Karis, who's here at Karis Healthcare, Mm -hmm. is aware of this and Mm -hmm. actually has that in mind when he's seeing patients here. And he's the first physician I've run across that even knew what that was or understood it, you know. Um, And I'm sure wherever people are listening from, you can find a physician who will understand Mm -hmm. that. It's okay to ask those questions, you Mm -hmm. know. Are you a trauma-informed physician? Do you know what this is? And if they're not, how helpful it would be to bring some awareness to the Mm -hmm. community that this is something that we really need to, Mm -hmm. to work on. The... The woman who really brought fame to this, uh, her name is Nadine Burke Harris, and she did a TED Talk, um, and she is now um, 
uh, what's her title in California? Attorney General. And and it has become a requirement that all doctors in California actually use this to screen their patients. How great is that? So let's put that TED Talk in our episode notes as well. Yeah, absolutely. But we are at the end of the half hour. Oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Is there any any last thoughts you want to leave Um, watching with? If if we spoke about things that um, are, are touching your heart, like, yes, that's something that I'd like to explore and you don't really know where to get started, feel free to reach out to me. Um, my email is Kimberly, K-Y-M-B-E-R-L-Y at midtown-counseling.com. Um, I might not be able to, to get you in, but I can help to get you set up with some resources um, and hopefully, once we get things uh, up and running with the, the trauma clinic, we will have more resources to provide because um, the relationship is so important with, with healing, regardless of uh, whether it's a counselor or an energy healer. You know, it's just really important that when you choose to do this work, this is sacred work, that yeah. it's with someone who you trust. Really well said. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being with us. Oh yes, thank Here's you. To a joyful, joyful edgy, and soulful, soulful life. life. <laughs> See you next time. See you next time.